0: The Tape Never Lies Network Starts now. Super 16 is the cream of the crop College football time of year Don't stop with Christopher Savage Just another gold dome with the courage Heart, skill, and will Bringing you the best 16 Serving up a for the football teams, Breaking the best 16 college teams Football fans, is the show what your dreams Enjoying your cocktail there, buddy, huh? Welcome, everyone, to the Super 16 Bowl Show Part 2. Last, or not last week, but a couple weeks ago, we talked about some of the bowl games that were coming up. Uh, This show, we're going to talk about, give you a little preview of the national championship game, talk about the bowl games that happened, the bowl games that are going on right now, which we can't show because we'll get thrown in jail. Uh, There were some exciting bowl games on today. We're going to cover the Notre Dame-South Carolina win, and I say that with like air quotes. A win? Was it really a win? Yes, it was a win, but they may have a lot to work on for next year. <laughs> uh, thank you very much, So, uh, We're also going to cover some of the hot topics that happened during the year. Once again, it was an amazing, awesome year. Uh, we're going to talk about some bowl games. We're going to talk about uh, a whole bunch of stuff going on. But first, I'd like to thank the National Football Foundation for allowing us to do this and also the Football Writers Association of America, which I'm a part of now because I'm just that cool. Right. So now I'm part of the media and I say air quotes again because I can't stand them. However, I do have a chance to vote in some of the cool uh, postseason award um, um, uh, awards that are given out. So for example, I had a chance to vote for a couple of the coaches of the years, had a chance to vote on a couple of awards. So this has just been an awesome year and we can get started, get rolling. Um, <laughs> there you go. Okay, so now like, obviously I don't know that I don't get like a, um, uh, a notice that, that, that he's gonna just throw some stuff in there. So I was about to try to do this really cool intro My boy, but apparently he just wants to show footage of me making fun of me. So thank you very much, Dr. Phil. So Phil, would you like to jump in?
1: There he is. Happy New Year!
0: Happy New Year, sir. How are you?
1: I'm doing good, man. Hanging in there. Glad to be back with you. That's
0: awesome. I missed you.
1: My childhood hero.
0: How about those bears?
1: Oh, I don't know, Chris. I'll hand it over to you. Your, your thoughts on the tank session that has become. General Schwarzkopf had had less tank. Than the Chicago Bears.
0: That's impressive. Wow. I didn't know you were that old. Okay. You remember General Schwarzkopf. <laughs> the only gen-
1: That's General General Patton? That would really well, there be you old, go. right? Okay.
0: All right. That's kind of my era, but okay. General
1: Holtz is what you, you remember.
0: There you go. Well, I mean, I, I just, I mean, I'm just surprised that they're, they're actually still playing him. Uh, I would oh, assume God. that you need to start kind of saving him and I think I heard a quote that Iberflu said that he wants him to have game, game experience or something like that.
1: Dude. Because he hasn't coach- had game
0: experience before?
1: <laughs> that was coaching malpractice on Sunday. <laughs> it really was. I said it on BHL. You know, I don't care what side of the room, if you're standing on that side of the room, and, oh, don't worry, they, they're losing. To get better. I I get both. Like, I'm built different. Like, I think me and you are built the same. Like, you do not go into any game worrying about draft select. That's for fucking fantasy players and guys. That's just a losing culture. So, but that being said, you know, there's an argument that the Bears have been playing tough. And that they've been in all these games. But this past weekend, you could just tell there was complete travesty of preparation, effort, understanding. I think we got a holiday bowl show. There you go. Um, I just saw it getting so bad that now you're putting your – the thing you're hanging your hat on in this lost season is – Number one, right? So if you're totally not doing what you need to do, you're, you're setting yourself up to now have to do something like get another quarterback because (laughs) you're going to end up hurting this guy. And that's (laughs) what it felt like after the half, after you, he ran toss. I don't know if you saw that where I, Cole I Komet got under center. And oh, yeah, win. right, right. Yep, 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 I saw that one. So he gets tackled a certain way, and you could see that his leg was underneath him awkwardly. He gets up limping. But, you know, that's par for the course for the guy. No, A coach and a GM can't be questioning reps and toughness now. He, reps, he's had plenty of reps. We know the issues he's got to work on. Toughness is not a concern. And you're not going to convince all of the naysayers anyway in a three-win football season. So at that point, I just felt like it was such a detriment for the organization to continue to thrust him out there. And I equated it to uh, a boxer. Like, you in the corner have to have him in your best interest you throw okay. in the towel a boxer is gonna tell you i can keep going Mick. right, right. <laughs> hit the one in the middle right.
0: exactly right.
1: That, that you have to protect them from that and you know a parent i i was trying to watch the presser i went to see the avatar so i was in the theater for a while i never nice. you know, flew spoke yeah it was amazing but i wanted to say that ivan our producer on the the network had mentioned in a text that Eberflus kind of has changed cuz he stood his ground oh Justin's playing for the reps no matter what we're going with J- but apparently he stood he kind of changed his tune today so i don't have the exact quote of what was said but listen i've talked to media people former players coaches my father coaching, everybody seems to be that was the biggest malpractice that you've seen. If anyone was questioning Phil, you're uh oh, you and your red flag. I'm not ever said, and I don't think you have said fire Eberflus, do the Daniel Hackett thing. No <laughs> one has said that here, but I've talked about the red flags, right. So I put a bunch of red flags of personnel, situational, coming out. He still did it, Chris. I've never been around a coach that comes out glass half full. Like, football is not yoga. So your <laughs> yoga instructors, you're really getting better at it. Keep going. Of course, <laughs> right? This coach comes out yoga flows. We really look good in the first half. Uh, That first drop, No, no one cares. They want to hear accountability that you're preaching. Well, Phil, he could be one way to the press and another. That don't work. You start hearing players tune you out. Got to be the same guy here as you are in the locker room. Then the respect level will be. Oh, but some of the, yeah. Everybody love Matt Nagy too. He he never lost the locker room, but he lost a lot of games, and he lost his job. That's the course, and this was the biggest red flag, was the Justin Fields explosion that could have happened, and it's like you're playing with fire now. Are you going to run him out there? When they ever ran QB power at the goal line (laughs) after he's limping, I'm like, this is like... Coaching against the JV coach. Like, well, I remember I sent you a text.
0: Yeah, and it was when he got cry- He got hit one way, oh and something came over top. And I just knew, and they were like, they they quickly cut to like something else. Yeah, and I knew, and I, th- I think I said to text dude that one's gonna hurt. And of course, oh, yeah. the next play they put him in the tent, right? <laughs> right. And then I think maybe they a just couple showed plays, the tent going right? over. <laughs> even the broadcaster there like, was God like, damn, he like,
1: didn't really? walk to the tent. They brought the tent to him and shoved it over him.
0: <laughs> Well, and then there was another play where, I mean, he, he ran out of somebody tackled or whatever and ran out of bounds. And he was kind of leaning on something. And he was kind of leaning oh, yeah, yeah. in his face. And it wasn't like, you know, hey, this game is ridiculous. He was just like, damn, here we go again. right? And, and it wasn't like a negative look that he had. It was you just saw the exhaustion of like the whole year in his face, like damn, it's really like, great. Man, like like you think I can get like a little respite for like three seconds before I have to go back in? Great, and it was crazy.
1: Great artistry there by you. That play, I was waiting to t- pull it. Oh, I'm sorry. Play it? No, I'm. It's fine. I Wanted to play it on Wednesday. To be the best player on the field, surrounded by coaching play calls and personnel that are, aren't are up to par, aren't on the same page, and you're doing everything humanly possible to win, you just sit. That was that moment where you're like, I can't win for trying. Like, what am I going to Johnny, Keith, <laughs> Eric, all these fans are going to be critical of my seven yards passing or whatever it is uh, his stats were. And, I'm just trying so hard to get us W's. So he's the only thing that I don't have a question about on this football team. Everything else starts with the GM. Now, the GM is going to define who he is this season, this offseason. You, whether, you know, we can't rewrite history, you know people are doing that now oh i knew i knew the only guy that knew was Kaplan. i'll give him credit for (laughs) right but you're trading all these pieces out you're building for the few getting rid of players whatever to set your culture up so this first year is going to be three and whatever right three and 14 whatever it is and Next year, you're going to have all this cap, all the draft. Oh, high draft pick. Maybe he trades down, gets more. We're going to see how he does it. But I I can't put any negativity really on polls yet. I mean, there's certain things we can be critical of him and how he set up the offensive line and that kind of stuff. But right now, he's his story is Eberflues. Mm-hmm. So where I could be critical of him is that I have a lot of red flags, and and you and I have talked about it on this show. The Bears hiring guys learning to be a head coach—it's been a travesty. And when you throw John Fox in there, because Mike Ditka was not le- he was not a, he was a special teams coach.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay, so you can't use him. The only guy that was a coach was John Fox. Yeah, and. Yeah. You can They're going to argue the Canadian Football League, Mark Tressman. He was not in the NFL. It's a different you know what,
0: fine. thing. I mean, but, but that's the thing. Fine. Throw him in there. Okay. So there's two head coaches y'all hired since like before Mike Ditka, mm-hmm. right? So, so, so here's an example. You want to talk about storied franchises. And I think you and I have talked about this because you're going to know the answer. How many head coaches do you think the Pittsburgh Steelers have had since 1969?
1: Three,
0: so I'm 53. I was born in 1969. All
1: right,
0: they've had three goddamn coaches, it's crazy. In 53 years, crazy. <laughs> I mean, you can't. So, so the, I don't even I don't want to think about like how many coaches the Bears have had during that time, right? But the idea would be, do we even know what the hell we're doing? Basically, right? I mean, for the last 53 years, you have an unbelievable franchise. That has had three head coaches. I mean. And uh, the thing is, you
1: know, I would have Mike Tomlin as my coach every day. I just, that's how I want my coach to be. He's the example. And when people tell me, Phil, the presser doesn't mean anything. Go look at Mike Tomlin and how he handles a presser. He owns, oh, this is going to be fixed. Ben's got to be better. There you go. Whoever. Mitch has got to be better. If you're so soft that your name gets put out there, oh, it gets put out there in the locker room, it gets put out there on film, guess what? This (laughs) isn't college. This isn't high school. This is the job. This is the NFL. So as a coach, Eberflu should be taking notes. Like be who you are, not asking you to change just be more direct owner own it on you you don't start with the positives you let everybody know losing is a disease and i'll tell you right now people hate this but it's it's my truth like that would never fly that would never fly that would never fly from me. Well,
0: and, and, and here we're talking about assistant coaches, right? And obviously some organizations get them, right? I mean, Mike Tomlin, he was an assistant coach. Right. He was a head coach before he got there. So there are teams that know what the hell they're doing. Maybe right. they want to hire an assistant coach, and, and that's fine. But one other thing I want to talk about was with this this idea of kind of what you're talking about with, with Poles, right? I mean, he's a young kid. I'm sorry, not a young kid, but... Um, this is his first time being a GM. Yeah, again, yeah, again yeah. having to go get somebody on the cheap, you aren't going to go hire the baddest GM in the league. You're going to go hire some dudes. Okay, that, that's fine. If you want to do that, that's fine. I'm hoping his mentors, I'm hoping the people that he can reach out to, I'm hoping he's getting great advice because he's accumulated all of this wealth in all these draft picks, all this, all this money he's going to have. I hope he's – I mean, who are his mentors? Is he getting advice from somebody? Is he seeking advice? Or is this first-time GM?
1: You want to you know, know – you know what he should do, Chris? And I'll break it on your show. He should fire Luke Getzey right after the season. Luke has been terminated or is moving to quarterback coach, and I'm going to hire – the guy who hired me, and Frank Reich to take over our offense. Now you have a former head coach, quality coach. I don't know what happened with the Colts, but I know, I believe in Frank Reich, the teacher, the motivator. He doesn't have to be, like, they don't have to be a rah-rah guy, but you got to be an honest guy. You got to have the integrity of the meat to understand that the fan base needs to know there's a direction. At three wins, nine losses straight, all, bro- tying the record in in franchise history. Oh,
0: Nobody oh, wants oh, really? to hear how we got, good. I thought, we, I thought we were bad. I, I thought, so no,
1: we really? One loss away from breaking the
0: franchise oh my losing streak. Oh my God. Because I remember yeah. Watson had a couple four and 12 seasons, but.
1: Yeah, this is bad, Chris. And I, I just don't think you come out talking about how good your kicker played today <laughs> prior to answering anything. It's just, it's a joke. And he needs that. He needs somebody. And the offensive coordinator, situational football. You know, I always talk about Jim Harbaugh. We're going to get into it. You know, Jim shocked me by getting crazy at the goal line. Like, you went away from who you are. You can't do it. You can't do it. You got to be the maniacal, this is who we are. Time out in a critical situation. And it's your job as the head coach. We're going for it here. And you talk to the linemen and say, You want this is on you. David's getting the fucking ball. Let's get one. That's motivation. Those guys are the difference, the, the coaches that are like that. You know, there's talent everywhere in this league, everywhere. Mm-hmm. There's talent they're finding out. It's the guys that get that 10% out of them that are just understanding that we're going to run our scheme. And we're going to have an answer for it. You know, I'm lucky that I was raised by some of the, you know, I was around the great coaches. I understand it. And I keep seeing the same errors by the Chicago bears to what you said, taking a chance on a guy that has never been a head coach. Now, with that being said, these are just red flags. We'll see. I I already know that my – I don't do half full, half empty. I just know that I have some deep concerns about Iberflus, the head coach. And we'll see. Now, if he goes out there and Justin Fields is starting against the Vikings – taking a beat and people are looking around don't know their assignments they don't know where to pass pro oh it's because they're in meeting app that's their job these mistakes are in week 17 16 17 <laughs> whatever week we're in sheree i have right. no idea anymore all i keep seeing is another loss <laughs> now that's where i am chris i i, I said a lot And I hopefully, I mean, even being around it, like you were, I got to peek behind the curtain and behind the curtain doesn't lie. Like the tape, there's a lot of bureaucracy and there has to be a, now maybe the Bears are hiring a president that actually understands football. That's hope. That's hope. that's, That's the hope. Because I'll tell you right now, the owner and the president now, Ted Phillips, who's every nerd used to fight Shane and I ever. I've always you guys don't know. Ted has nothing to do with football. Oh, Ted has everything. He's deciding who the coach is, who the GM is, who the scouts are, who we're not trading. We can't let me look at my numbers here. We're not trading for Lejaney and Tomlinson. We're not, we can't do this. Yes, we could pay Khalil Mack. Yes, we'll play um whoever. Julius Peppers. He's involved in. He's making football. He should have no place. None. <laughs> he's an accountant to the family. He paid <laughs> he should be turbo taxed out of town. That's it.
0: Now what, you need someone just- in there. Helping, yeah. to alleviate. Hopefully, hopefully, said. right? Hopefully. But, but we'll historically, and, and again, I'm almost like a, I'm almost like a broken record. But have we? I, I think, like outside of Jim Finks, who people said was great, yes. But the idea that, I mean, why not go out and get the best president in the league, right? I mean, go out and just pay him a half million dollars, a million dollars more than what he's getting paid. Right, I mean, it was, exactly. I mean you are got to jump for a million bucks, but why not, right? But, exactly. But historically, unfortunately, right, we're going to see who they hire, but historically, they've shown me who they, who they are. They hire a first-time GM the same year they hire a first-time head coach. Look, I, I'm not a brain surgeon, but that's probably not the best idea to do. But outside of that, I mean, for a while, they didn't have a GM. Yeah, they didn't. So, so, they didn't. But they kept behind assistant coaches. So I, I, I'm hoping they hire a football guy or a person, but I, I'm a little nervous. We are, Chris. I, I am a little nervous. However, college football is yes. ending, unfortunately, and it's we are seeing up. some amazing, amazing games during this bowl season. Absolutely. So we got a chance to see some upsets and stuff like that. So, how was that transition? Was, was, was that good?
1: That was good. Okay, let's bring it to college football. Where, I mean, bowl season. My son, and I was. It's crazy because you're trying to explain to an eight year old. Well, what's bowl? Why do they play those games? But there's a playoff to play the championship. Why? So,
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> like, hey man, that's exactly what I'm. Hey man, he's a smart kid. That's what Herbie's asking. What the hell?
1: So uh I had to try to explain that it's almost like celebrating a season where you were able to accomplish enough to get yourself and celebrate the team to face off another team and get away from school and everything like that. It's like a reward, and then the best of the best go up and play for the national championship. So
0: and then he was he was tugging at your shirt. It said daddy, so being average is good. So so being six and six is good, <coughs> and, and e- even being five and seven is good. Daddy, that's good. You need to pull my aside and say son. I didn't it's get all that. about the money because there's 43 <laughs> goddamn bowl games. Yes. Oh my god. But but, it cluttered
1: up your thumbnail like it wouldn't
0: believe. (laughs) Here's the problem, though, right? (laughs) So I am all for bowl games. Okay. I think that you need to be rewarded for having success, right? And Mm -hmm. I think the opportunity for a lot of these kids who are in college and they have a chance to go to someplace different often, sometimes, um, you have a chance, again, to be rewarded after the season. I'm not even talking about the coaches. What the right. coaching to say oh I went to all these bowl games and blah 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 so that's my first part so I am a I am a bowl game fan but we need to do something about the number right because right now at 43 bowl games I'm not that smart but that means you're gonna have to have 86 teams that's pretty to play playing these 46 hey man I'm not in twice and <laughs> you have 40 excuse me um uh 86 teams but then all 86 aren't six and six so right. even this year i think they had to take three or four teams that were five and seven right so unfortunately my solution and this is gonna sound bad because i i just um, well, one side i just said hey man, I love bowl games but you're gonna have to cut down a number of bowl games so maybe the people who are sponsoring the the lower end bowls can jump on with the big boys, or they can, or maybe two small bowls can get together. They could do work something out because, like honestly, it's like degrading college football for me. Because when your son tugs on your shirt and says, "Daddy, six and six is is, is good," because you just said that they're being rewarded, so that's great, right? And you're like, "Hell no," because. That six and six is bullshit. Six and six means you're just average. Right. And now they're taking five and seven teams, which means they're below average. So this is not-I mean, and obviously being facetious, we're talking about with your kid, but the idea would be to have some of these bowl presenters kind of get together because I mean you saw them like the first first 10-20 bowl games, no one was there except the parents of the kids. Right. And You know, being an athletic director and working at Notre Dame in the athletic department, I've seen how expensive these bowl games are. So oftentimes teams have to go into debt in order to go to these small bowl games. Because these are the smaller teams.
1: It also comes into to what you're saying, where the bowl sponsors are looking for fan bases that are gonna travel. Oh, they travel well, like Wisconsin. Let's put them in a bowl when they don't deserve it. That becomes a picking, cherry picking process too. That isn't fair. Um, but to your point, I, I agree with you. I think there's too many bulls. I think you can cut it down. And I like the idea of combining some of the, the Weed Eater and <laughs> Home Depot present the whatever bowl.
0: Well, because at the end of the day, that's really what's kind of motivating these bowls, right? Because if you have I mean, there is a there there's a town here um in the western suburbs called Elmhurst. And yes. I wanna say a couple years ago, the Chamber of Commerce of Elmhurst, they were the sponsor of the Bahamas Bowl. Like Okay, again, that's fine, but but however, X amount of millions of dollars they had to put up for that, you know, they could have just said, you know what, hey, you know what, let's let's move this money over to this larger bowl, and then you become like co-sponsors or something because the Bahamas Bowl, none of those kids were coming to, none of those those families weren't coming to the Bahamas to see their kids play. If so, maybe a handful. I mean, no fans, fans are going to watch. I mean, it just it's hard for me to digest. And again, I'm talking from both sides, right? So I mean, I see it as a staff, as an administrator, I understand it, but at the end of the day, we are degrading the sport because at six and six, we're rewarding these teams and actually playing. And then, like I said before, there's there's teams that are five and seven that are awarded to go to bowl games. And that's just not fair.
1: I love it. I totally agree with you on that level. And it's hard because you think a bowl, you know, the Super Bowl takes precedence, right? It's like the best of the best. So I like what what Ben was saying, and I, I think
0: – I didn't see what Ben said. What
1: did Ben say? I'll put it up there for you, Sheree. There you go. With playoffs going to 12 teams, seems like these bowl games are going to be obsolete and lost their meaning as compared to back in the 60s, 70s, 80s. When they, but this, know, is the, the ben, this is the same was thing the they top. said,
0: right? But Ben, this is the same thing they said about the uh, the the council ball playoff system we have now. They said that hey, you know, we're gonna start going playoffs, those bowls aren't gonna matter. However, they, they figured out a way to get the, the, the new year six bowls in there, so we're gonna rotate, so everybody's gonna be happy. You know, one year it'll be you, next year it'll be, it'll be me, yeah. But I still think they're gonna have the lower bowls now. Again, I mean, it's the idea of rewarding a team. So maybe, and again, this is going to be bad, but I say, man, eight and 12, excuse me, eight and four gets your ass in a bowl game. You know, not even seven and five.
1: Yeah, I think the way of the bowl is going to go. I really do. I think it's become, It's especially with the 12, then mm-hmm. you become. The six, you know, six top bowl games. Sure, yep. And that's where you go. And you kind of incorporate some of what you're saying, where you double, triple book it, and you go from there. You know, what are the peach, sugar, rose, fiesta, what else? Cotton. Cotton. Mm-hmm. The guys that have been there as a staple
0: mm-hmm.
1: that now just have a sponsor. So it's the F- Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. Now right. it's the Tostitos Pepsi Budweiser Fiesta
0: Bowl. Possibly. But, but I mean, I hear what you're saying, but I, I don't want to only have 12 games. I mean, it's going to be hard for these – kind of teams that again now you're gonna see i'm amazed because now i'm caring about the group of five folks and not the power five folks because i'm always shitting on the group of five guys but you have to get, you have to cut somewhere which which okay so yeah right so 43 let's make it 20 or 25 right so now you get 50 teams that are playing instead of like 110 or whatever that number is
1: yeah 41 bowl games
0: 43 but that's okay
1: Cherie said forty-one. I was going Uh-oh. with the okay. producer, so that's
0: okay. Well, all right. So I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna count them. I'm, I'm just kidding. So talking about these bowls. So the first bowl was the Bahamas Bowl, which we yeah. had a chance to see like five hundred years ago. I think that was yeah. like like a month ago or something like that. I mean, do Feels you remember like, when that was?
1: Was it like December sixteenth?
0: Yes, it was Friday, so, December sixteenth. Right. Correct. So it was crazy because I think. The teams only had like a, about like eight days to, to prepare for them or something like that. It was, it was totally crazy. But, I mean, again, you ha- you're you having teams like, you know, a MAC team and a Conference USA team. That's great, right? So, right. but, you know, if, if the product isn't there, then you're just watching just to kind of fill space, which I think is unfortunate.
1: Yeah. I mean, you look at some of them, UAB, Miami of Ohio, then you had the curable. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you even watched that. I know Cherie did. Troy I did not
0: watch it, right? She was versus... like one of the only eight people to watch it, but that's awesome, right? <laughs> you I you went too I went to Texas, San Antonio.
1: So then that Saturday, you had Louisville in Fenway Park beating up on Cincinnati. And Which was Stella kind of was-
0: interesting because the head coach of Louisville bounced Right. From Cincinnati. So,
1: like,
0: <laughs> I mean, did he take some of his guys? I mean, it was, it was just crazy, man. It, 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 so That's this the whole
1: thing that has to go into the argument. Maybe we got to cut these bowls down. Kids going into the portal can't play. You've practiced all season to get to a bowl. Mm-hmm. Now your kids have left for the NFL or they're hi- hiding out. I'm just going to take my act to the NFL. I'm not playing in the bowl game. And then that affects you. So if there's something to play for, then these kids are going to stay to play in a
0: playoff. But then, because I had this on my list to talk about, but then you have this amazing Alabama culture factor, right? So I was dumbfounded when I heard that both Anderson and Young were going to play in the bowl game that Alabama was playing against Kansas State in the, what the hell ball they play in? In the Sugar Bowl, right? So I'm thinking definitely Alabama program, these guys are gone. You had Bryce Young talking about like a culture, talking about, well, if I ask my teammates to play hard, to win games, why would I opt out? The hell? That's this is a team that you think you just, know these these guys are gonna bounce. You know these guys are gone. But then that's you just look at the, that culture and then I look at Notre Dame, my school, you get guys bouncing. Oh no, I'm out. I'm, 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 hey, I gotta go pro, and then they're on the damn sideline.
1: Like, yeah, we kidding. saw it last year with Pickett. Remember me mm-hmm. and you with Pitt. And he's watching, he's on the headset, but it just didn't sit right like why aren't you p- just playing the game? Set the tone. I get it. and we talked about the I mean, you did a great job the last show we had talking about the insurance policies mm-hmm. like they can't cover you know the kind of money that they can, are possibly wanting Absolutely. to you know get so. There's something to be said, but back in the day, you didn't see any of this shit. Right,
0: right, right. And and, and I don't know, and I guarantee, and I don't know because I'm not there, but I'm pretty sure Saban didn't pull these guys aside and force them to play. Okay, these are now grown-ass men. They they don't have to listen to him anymore. Yeah. Okay? These guys, because of the culture, because of the environment that happens when you walk in that door, walk in that locker room door at Alabama, this is what's expected of you. Well, Bryce and... Young
1: and him solidify themselves <laughs> ju- just so... to a GM. Do you have to question the love of the game for either of those guys? No. Come on. Come on so man. now, if
0: Imagine Bryce Young right.
1: decides you know. not to throw at the combine, I'm fine with it because you've proven to me that when it matters most, you were out there playing for your team. And that's what a GM in the NFL should be. That should be priority number one to like Absolutely. get in the door.
0: But instead, they're, they're measuring the distance between your pinky and your thumb because that's going to tell you how many games you're going to win.
1: It's just crazy.
0: Well, and it's unfortunate because you see this as an example. And again, I was shocked, right, because I fell into this culture of, well, hey, you got to go make your money. You might get injured. But the idea that you have a team like Alabama, who we've all criticized and said, you know, oh, you know, it's a football also, blah, blah blah blah, then you realize that there's something special in that locker room, man. <laughs> like people in that locker room, they're they're proud to be from Alabama. They're huge guys saying, you know what? Yes, but if I if I tell my teammates that they got to work hard, we have a goal that we're, we're trying to set, and I bounce, like like what, what does that make me? And so I think this is something that that we're – I mean, it's going to be rare to see. And, again, as much as I love Notre Dame and Marcus Freeman and the guys in Notre Dame's team, these guys are like, I'm out of here, dude. I'm not getting hurt. I'm gone. It's my own damn team. Once again, the reason why I am a huge Alabama fan, I'm not just saying that because the smartest man in the world is a huge fan. and I'm I'm saying this because it's honestly honestly how I feel. I am a huge Bama fan. You like the culture. Love the culture. But I also like the idea, and this is what I've looked at what Kirby Smart has done at Georgia. And only because I was in the situation, you go undefeated one year, it's hard to go undefeated the next year. We, I unfortunately lost one game the following year, but leading up to that game, man, we had we played Navy, and you would have thought we were playing Wisconsin. I mean, we, they were giving us five thousand percent instead of the normal thousand percent that they would give when they come to Notre Dame. Now they're playing. Five, I mean, they they wanted to take off, they wanted to dethrone the national champion from last year. That shit's hard as hell to do. Flat out it is hard getting the best th- that your opponent can offer every week. Every week. So that's why I'm a huge proponent of man. If you can do that, that's awesome. We had a chance to see that again. Again, we had a thousand bowl games kind of talk about, but I'm on my rant. So let's talk about some smaller bowls and then we can get to talking about um the the semi uh the um
1: the, uh, I wanted you the to semifinal. answer this one quote. I think yes, this is please. a great – once we go to a 12-team playoff, do you yes. think the group of five schools could explore their own playoffs, sort of like the FCS teams are doing and what the NIT
0: did for college basketball? That's a really good question. Um, the only thing I would say about that would be there's not – the because the, um, the FCS has been doing it forever – I don't think the, the group of five would be able to garner the exposure. So now we're talking about ESPN, ABC, CBS, and all that stuff. I don't think they would be able to get the type of support that they'd want just from a financial standpoint. So I think it's going to be a challenge there. Mm-hmm. And the ADs and the presidents of these schools are going to say, well, if you want us to branch off, we want in because we want part of that 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 pot. We want part of that bucket. Now you're asking us to go out on our own. Yes, we're going to have one sponsor, you know, let's say Home Depot or whoever, but that money isn't going to trickle down to all the rest of the teams. So now we're only going to get a piece of maybe let's say 100 grand, versus being part of the the, the regular hunt, which now we may get 250, we may get a half a million dollars, um, having right. a chance because to participate in the, in the in the final twelve.
1: The cost of traveling and putting this teams and their equipment and flying and staying at a hotel for the week and
0: all that folks don't understand. So, so this is how it works out. So the bowl game, excuse me, the bowl committee will obviously pay for the team and those folks that that are part of the team, essential staff, right? They're not going to pay for the, uh, the, the trainer's wife to, to go. Okay. Right. Right. However, the school, right. So I'm pretty sure Alabama pays for everybody going, right. But the the cheap schools will ask them to kind of pay. But when when you look at it, there's a certain amount that the bull will give you. And then the rest you have to come up with. But you're also on the hook to sell X amount of tickets, right? So let's say the the stadium, just around figures, the stadium holds Mm 100,000. So Each team has to sell 25,000 tickets, that's 50, and then the bowl, the the, the town of wherever they're in, they'll sell the rest of the 50, okay? So now you're on a hook, your school's on a hook for 25,000 tickets. Now, we saw this about, I want to say about 12, 13 years ago, when Northern Illinois was in the Orange Bowl, and they played Florida State, Okay. So I have Northern Illinois who's in DeKalb, Illinois. For those folks, who don't, that's about 45 minutes outside. It's about an hour outside of Chicago, right? So people are like, where, where the hell is Northern Illinois? But okay, that's fine. Well, they wound up losing money. The AD, or I'm sorry, the president of Northern had to ask the presidents of the other schools in the MAC conference for hundred grand just to help them to go, right? So right. there's a whole financial aspect of this. That a lot of people don't understand because they think, oh, well, this bowl is this and this bowl is that. And then about maybe a couple years after that, there was a team, the The last time Notre Dame played in, Miami, or excuse me, in Hawaii, it turned out that another team was supposed to play in that bowl game, but that other team couldn't afford to go. So Notre Dame kind of stepped up, raised their hands, and said, hey, we'll, we'll go. So whatever bowl game, whatever the last time their name was in the Hawaii bowl, they went there because they were the only team that could afford to kind of send the team there. So there's a whole bunch of financial aspects behind this. That when you kind of talk about kind of taking away bowl games or talking about teams that are that should be in bowl games or shouldn't be in bowl games, I mean this conversation happens way before like the last two weeks of college football. I mean, this conversation almost happens like halfway through. And then they they got a big old whiteboard and they're trying to put what team is going to do what and if they can afford to kind of be there. So it's really complex.
1: It's always about the money, right, Chris? Unfortunately.
0: That's that, that where is, it that is, comes back to.
1: It. And no, that was a good segue of truth and perspective. In these well, I was, was going
0: to fast forward to kind of <clears throat> yeah. <Go> ahead. <clears throat> talk about the, uh, the really big bowls. Let's
1: talk about the big ball. Obviously, the gator ball
0: was the biggest ball. (laughs) Well, that was a great for you. Thank you. Yes, it was. Um, I was a little nervous. Um, We had people that I decided to opt out, and there was a rumor initially that uh, your boy, um, uh, the. Quarterback for SC, your, your favorite guy, oh. or uh, South Carolina? Oh. Radler. Spencer Rattler.
1: Rattler. Right. Yeah. Rattler. He
0: was gonna bounce. He gonna jump a portal. He did not. Um, unfortunately, his last two games were phenomenal. They then wound up beating Tennessee, um, kind of destroying uh Texas AM. So they were on the roll. Uh he actually played really good against Notre Dame. Uh, there are a couple of plays that he, he he didn't do that great on. But toward the end, I thought their name was going to lose. I mean, I, and unfortunately, it was going to be another one of those games for us. But somehow, we were able to get back in it. Uh, we had a couple runs that just kind of blew them away. And when you looked at kind of, I don't know if you had a chance to see all the game, but I was excited because in the fourth quarter, you saw a lot of the players from South Carolina. They put their head on the hips. They are kind of huffing and puffing. And it was so great to kind of see what, Coach Freeman and the um, the the sports performance staff and Notre Dame did because our guys are running around, hands are up, you know, our, our chins are up. That we weren't kind of bent over doing this kind of death march. The guys were exhausted, and I think when you put a two hundred and thirty five pound running back in the back there, these guys are going to want to tackles, ass, and, and then that's what they wound up showing toward the end of the game.
1: Right. It's. Very great that Notre Dame, though, to me, played the way they did, and they their starting quarterback left, so the young kid had to go in there and show up, and
0: which after made it close,
1: made it closer than he should have.
0: Sure, sure. I mean, that and and here's the thing that, that's a kicker, right? And this is, I guess, I'm just so old school, but so. Dude throws two pick sixes, right? We're, we're, we're talking about uh, Tyler Buckner. And this some bitch gets playing a game. Like, <laughs> dude? Like, okay, Grant, he had 300 yards, whatever. But it's like, hold up, right here. So I think he threw like four touchdowns or something like that. I'm like, are we counting the, the two that he threw to the other team? 14, 12 points, we'll say. Uh, are, he, did, did, uh, are we counting that? But no, I'm, I'm happy for him, excited for him. But the, the, the one thing that I think Notre Dame has to do this year, so we have had a chance to learn a lot, right, about Notre Dame. We have had a chance to understand that, hey, they, when their offensive line gets tough, when they're ready to play, they can and they can dominate people. We've had a chance to, to see. We need a quarterback that could hopefully really kind of have a presence. We, we have receivers. Like guess the ball, we, we have guys that have length. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a kid that, that's coming in that was a, a he decommitted from Pitt. However, he's a young kid. He's going to be a freshman. I don't like to put a lot of weight in in the hands of freshmen. But now they're talking about that they're going to have a chance to go in the portal and get a quarterback. Uh, the one they've talked about a lot was the uh, young man from uh, Wake Forest. Uh, forgot his name. Do you remember his name?
1: I don't, but very was, I was solid. I talking
0: to one of my guys about him, a heart, like Cam Hart, I think, or something like that. Cam Hart, I don't know, um, something like that. But the idea is that if we can get him, then maybe we have a chance to kind of win those games that we were very close in. Now you're talking Sam about Hartman. Yes. Sam okay. Hartman. I was close. Maybe, bullets. Maybe I wasn't close but bullets. 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 Thank but you very I mean much, Nino Brown. I don't know if that is bullets, is it? This so the, the idea would be, though, is that if we have somebody like that who's that experienced, who kicked ass in ACC, then maybe he can get us above those teams that that we want to lose into. Like you want to think about your Ohio States. I mean, is this going to put us in the final four? I would hope so, but I think we're maybe two years away from that. When 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 I looked at the semifinals. Um, two days ago, I, I don't think Notre Dame belonged in, in that in that final four. I mean, I'm sorry, much as I love Notre Dame, right? They absolutely did, did not belong in there. Now, my current question is we need to just make this kind of slide transition into the uh, into the,
1: the final two. Yes, the
0: bowl, if yeah. you want,
1: real quick though, how much, yes, because people will want to know. MVP of the game, how much stock or ground does he have standing to be the quarterback next year? Do you open up a competition in the spring? Is this kid a part of the future of Notre Dame, the quarterback there?
0: Well, so, so what we've heard was and this is I don't have any inside knowledge. I don't I'm not calling Marcus on the phone going, Hey man, who quarterback situation? But after the season ended, they went into the quarterback room and said, Hey, we're gonna jump in the portal.
1: Okay, so they were up front. Which is
0: when you – yes, which is when you saw Drew Payne bounce, and now he's – Tyler Buckner made the decision that he was going to stay. Now, did he make that decision because there was no tape on him? You know, who knows, right? So he, he played the first game, got injured, had a chance to rehab. Now he, maybe maybe he can use this, this uh, you know, MVP of the Gator Bowl – Telling mm-hmm. folks, hey, you know what? I can't play, but here's the thing. you As I mentioned before, you got this freshman coming in that, that decommitted. So now the idea is – and then you're going to jump in the portal and get Sam Hartman. So you bring Sam Hartman in there. So now you have a chance for Buckner to learn from a champion, and you've had a chance for this new kid um, uh, who's a freshman coming in as well. So the – I mean – should he leave? I'm, I'm all about competition, and no, you, you you want to be the best. You gotta try to beat out the best. So uh, I wouldn't suggest that he transfer, but for him, he may want to. But now at least he has the, the tape and say that hey, you know what? I was super, I, I was the, uh, the the MVP of the Gator Ball, even though I threw two pick sixes. Which I don't understand.
1: Oh, I hope. Good for Buckner. I want to see that. How, hopefully he stays there and
0: uh-huh.
1: proves, just like your boy Stetson Bennett, who has had to prove himself time and time again. My I boy. What did he come in?
0: Fourth in the Heisman? Third or something like that? 15th?
1: I don't know. Uh, what did he come in the Heisman? I know he got your vote for the Heisman.
0: Yeah, damn, well, first of all, I wish I had a, I wish, I wish I had a vote. <laughs> That's the one vote that I, I did not get, but... <laughs> because Minchie
1: is the freshman quarterback that you're talking
0: yes, about. Yes, 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 yeah. Yep. Yep. I had a chance to meet him, met his parents. Great kid. Yep. Um you know, but we had a chance to see there was another great kid who actually bounced from Notre Dame and went to Colorado uh to be part of the crew. So, you know, we say these kids are great, darn-name kids, but, you know, in reality, maybe not. Maybe he's chasing something else, but that's either here or there. However, <laughs> I do want to let's talk about all, TCU segue. and Michigan.
1: TCU and Michigan.
0: What the hell to the hell to the hell? Please tell me what happened. My ass is like, TCU does not belong at all. Told all my friends Michigan was gonna beat the crap out of them, especially with this great offensive line. Draft Dr. Phil, please tell me what happened.
1: The football is always rooted in do what you do, not what they do. (laughs) Do what you do. And I think they they got caught in it. Now there was some serious questionable refereeing situations that I can't, I cannot overlook that because that's just who I am. Now, even if I was chair of her TCU, which I wasn't, I'll preface it with that. um, Spotting of the football, me and my father were talking, my dad's like, hey, you know, as the Michigan came back, to try to win after giving two touch, two pick six, two pick six. But the blunders in coaching, I think are going to bother Jim for the rest of his life. Like when you got down, first of all, the back that breaks the first run out the gate, number seven, I, Mm. I don't know why I just forgot his name. He's running and he's gone. And he runs into the angle. Instead of going to the pylon, and I go, oh, my God. Like, that would be the home run. That sets the tone. It's almost Chicago (laughs) Bear-esque that he runs into the, the angle, and then they tackle him, and then they're driving down, and then they do a gimmick play. And I text you, I'm like, what the? Everybody texts me, what did Matt Nagy take over? (laughs) And I'm like, like I just can't believe Harbaugh did this. Like, you're trying to run the Philly special here? What do you do? I just couldn't believe it. So then you stopped there. Then, you know, just getting away from running the ball and doing some of these things, the pick six, you know, everything that could go wrong went wrong. Michigan so I will say the haters are going to hate whatever but watching that game Jim reeled it in the team reeled it in and they fought back hard to try to win that game and I felt like that touchdown pass where the kid I put it out on video on my reel because I'm like this is ridiculous that was a touchdown it was called a touchdown the guy, the official in the booth is like, Yeah, that's a right. touchdown. Right. These clowns, I'm thinking it's a layup, come out and no. I'm like, What? I'm like, He falls on the ground without possession. His butt, his mm-hmm. knee hits the ground. Right. The ball bobbles out. He turns, catches the ball, and he's clearly across mm-hmm. the goal line. And it should be a touchdown. Now, but Phil, you can't fumble the ball. I know, but these things just, I don't know if it's God laughing. Like, this is what we do make the drama of college football and football (laughs) that you fumble the ball the very next play and you, it's a 14 point swing now in the game. And you had several of those that you're going backwards, right? Fighting to recap it was a great game Mm -hmm. but i think jim did some coaching situational blunders that i will say i would never expect him to fall under and it just goes to show you like how important coaching is and situations and sure what you needed to do and TCU, you know, hats off to them. Right, and
0: at the end of the day, I mean, you know, we're we're obviously Michigan fans, and we're talking about how TCU doesn't belong. And I mean, and I said that before, but at the end of the day, you have to give it to TCU as well, right? Right. Yeah. Those are the guys that came up with the pick sixes. They wound up stopping them, winning the game. But it's just it's hard for me because out of all the Power Five teams, I mean, the the Big Twelve has always been a joke. Because they don't play defense, and the the scores in their league are like fifty six, like sixty. But this game games. was
1: no different. It was,
0: like what the hell? I
1: I want to say one other thing, and I'm sorry. The refs again played a. Is it going to make the game different? You don't know, but that was targeting. It's textbook wow. targeting. That, I, right that you yeah. went and i was had like the, the last yeah yeah you had the presence of mind to call it up for that ref and it just leaves you with that is there some shady stuff going on here because that's the definite dude lowers his helmet crowns him like he's a freaking billy goat and that's got to be called. And then you you got 25, 26 seconds to go. TCU, stop them now. You you made that error. You're saying, well, the game's over. We don't want to punish this kid. No. The rule is there for that reason. You, I don't like the rule, neither do you. Mm-hmm. But in that case, that needed to be called right. so you can stabilize that rule sure. for being important. It can't be... Oh Hail Mary Bear, everybody's running down. We could push everybody out of the way. <laughs> We're not gonna call interference. No, you gotta call it. Someone, I'm about to catch the ball and I get pushed. Well, it's the last play, everything goes. That's I hate that kind of that's not a football person that says that stuff. That's well,
0: a, and, and here's the hard part, Phil. This is something that as the union, we, we fought for for a long time. They, they finally did it in the NFL. I mean, these guys are part-time refs. They have jobs.
1: Right, right.
0: You know, and, and that's the hard part is, you know, you're being supervised or you're being monitored by, you know, and, and you're talking about in some cases, these are multi-million dollar opportunities here. Right. That are being made by, like, the family accountant or like the the, pediatrician the dentist down the street you know and you're like the
1: lawyer he's retired he's a retired judge
0: (laughs) who's got a bone to
1: pick with michigan (laughs) (laughs) that stuff happens
0: (laughs) it's human nature but right and so then it's like well and and again I, i know like the the rest of the nfl now are but the idea would be to get some professionals out there right to get people, this is, I mean, let's review all the stuff that happens all the time. And, and, you know, in college, they have the refs come in and kind of give you like a ref one-on-one kind of explain all the, the, the new rules and things like that. And, and and that's great. But when you're, in some cases, some coaches' livelihoods depend on someone who. You know, is doing this, you know, less than 25 hours a week. He's making or she's making a decision. Is that fair? You know, I mean.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think this should be a, a paid position where you're held accountable to a full, standard. Well,
0: Exactly. And I mean, you, have, you have enough cameras now.
1: Exactly. And, and it's
0: okay if you can you, you, you get overruled.
1: Right. You can't let your pride right? get in the way of the right call. All I, that's all I ever want in football, and I don't recall many that I've been on the right and well, I got away with one there. I, it seems like I'm always on the other end right. as a fan, as right. a coach, as a player. Right. I'm always getting this wrong end of the stick, right? And I didn't like how that game ended again. Hats off to TCU, sure. And their quarterback, I mean, he... I
0: mean, talk about a great story. I mean, he wasn't yeah. even the starter at the beginning of the year. Just, I think he came in second or third in Heisman, and he's about to play for the National Championship. Like, what?
1: Yeah, and his toughness. I'm talking about a guy. I mean, these are the intangibles that, you know, I laugh at some people. Like, oh, he's third-round pick. Like, there's certain measurements you know, I always use Tom Brady, but you can talk about Kurt Warner. Was undrafted, right? Exactly. Um, there's intangibles about players. Duggan has a lot of intangibles that you're just trying to find in a football player going on to the next level. He he is a piece of that. I mean, I mean, here in Chicago, he'd be a perfect Kind of guy that sits behind Justin Fields and is ready at a moment's notice to come in there and run the offense and will some toughness. You know how I'm talking about. But I, I, hats off to them. I'm excited. And their defense, that, oh my God, 14?
0: Yeah.
1: What a football player this kid is. He's just instinctively and aggressively putting himself in the right places to. You always talk about your former teammate uh, Pat Terrell and being in the right place and living. off I mean, if TCU goes out and upsets Georgia now, that kid is a huge reason for.
0: Okay, now if that happens, then I, I will turn in my college football playoff card or my <laughs> my, my, my college football. You need football to do a whole rant. Yes, yes, I would. But So let's let's kind of make a good segue into the other game that was played, which was Georgia against Ohio State. Oh, my God.
1: What a game.
0: I mean, once again, great game for those college football fans. I'm not a huge Ohio State fan, but I love me some Georgia, but it was an amazing, amazing game. C.J. Straub, great quarterback. He's going to be great. My boy Stetson Bennett came there once again. Sat there and balled, and for the the idea that it was left on the shoulders of this kicker. So I have a buddy who's a kicker, Keith Jones. He he uh, he kicked in college, oh and that's for I sent him a text. He's like, "Do what happened." But I feel sorry for the kid. I'm sure he's gonna get death threats and everything else because Ohio State fans are crazy. But the idea that they would kind of blame him for that is just is, is. And I'm sorry, but I mean, yes, that's his job. And people say, "Oh, you got you got one job to do." First of all, do you go out there and kick that ball? But that's outside the point. Let's talk about all the drop passes. Let's talk about the the the, 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 the TFLs. Talk about the sacks. I mean, so for people to blame, which we do as fans, will blame him. I'm not winning that game. It's just unfair.
1: Yeah, it was crazy as Cherie put it up there. In my house, I've been watching this game all night, and my wife's like. All right, it's almost midnight change it to ryan's secret i want to watch the ball. i'm like the ball drop now i kid you not i'm sitting there in the fourth quarter as it starts i go watch to my friend who was, uh bobby was over the house with his kids uh celebrating new year's eve and uh I go to him, watch this game's gonna come down to the kick as the goddamn ball. Cause I've told Steph, I go, it'll be over like 1130. we We'll be good.
0: Right, right. It's
1: ball drop, kick flop is what it literally on the east coast is 10, 9. He's lining up for the kick. My son <laughs> T is streaming it on his tablet. I go, if I and she got me to go to the stream. Of the ball drop, Mm -hmm. and it's thirty-seven seconds because the stream (laughs) is behind.
0: Right, right. So I'm
1: like, back to the game, (laughs) and Tate's there.
0: Eight, seven. I'm
1: back to the game, and I just see the tail. Oh my god! And and I go, he missed it. Oh, it's great here. Uh, Which is the reason why you should just go in the
0: garage and put up like four TVs.
1: I know. See. You wouldn't I have know. That problem. I didn't want to be rude and leave everybody but I was mm. like oh it's my okay. god you guys were all in the sunroom watching something <laughs> now you're here you want me to change it <laughs> I'm committed for this game I Steph laughs uh, there is breaking news Demar Hamlin Buffalo I guess he's having CPR on the field.
0: Oh, my God.
1: On Monday Night Football tonight, so Jeez, prayers man. up to him. Wow. I don't know what's going on
0: there. See, and this is the part that a lot of people, I mean, for, you know, everybody, I mean, this is this is excitement. This is entertainment. This is fun. But oftentimes, right. we don't realize that, you know, the, the, the play, literally every play that you play out there could be your last, right? Oh my God. And, you know, we see a lot of kids that, that may have the unfortunate situation of getting injured permanently. Um, and, and then you see something like this happens with, uh, something that's really serious. So it's a rough sport, man.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't even know how to come off of that. It's just. I'm, I'm not watching the game. I guess the ambulance is on the field now. Shane is updating us. But it's Well, not I remember
0: the- last year they showed, um, this was with, uh, I think it was Tulane. There was a kid last year, I forgot what game it was, but um, no, no, it was several years ago. Wound up getting paralyzed oh. from a hit, but then they were doing CPR on, um, on the field when it happened. You know, so they're doing that now, he said. You just kind of hate to see that. Hate to see that happen.
1: Prayers up for him, honestly. That's you know, I my wife, my mother-in-law is not a football person. My mother-in-law thinks I'm a terrible dad because I've made my son love the Bears. <laughs> she thinks I made him love football. I have never in my life, Chris, seen a kid come out of the womb smiling like he did.
0: No, oh my God. And then he
1: just like took to the football like, like me and my wife couldn't believe it. Like in half the time on the shows here, you can hear him stomping around because he's just. Jumping from one end of the couch to the other, pr- pretending oh, to dive wow. over the pile. Wow. And he just loves the game of football. And then you worry about your kids playing this game. Absolutely. Absolutely. Each and every, you know, I didn't have a fear in me when I was playing.
0: Mm-hmm. When I
1: got like five concussions, then I started. Actually, I really didn't. The concussions didn't scare me. It was my shoulder injury okay, that started to like worry me. Like, am I going to get another? Because I didn't, I, who likes to get your shoulder separated? And yeah. you start thinking about, right. is it going to pop out? Um, but it's, it's a physical game. It's a collision sport. It's not a contact sport.
0: Well, so, and at the end of the day, I mean, you know, I mean, people weren't supposed to, I mean, we, we weren't created to play football. Right. I mean, it's like, it's a gladiator sport at the end of the day. Right. And, you know, people are getting bigger and bigger, faster and faster. And uh, I think Mike Ditka said this maybe about five, seven years ago, that to solve this concussion problem, just take off the helmets.
1: My father said the same thing. He remembers playing with the leather, just the leather top. And my kids were playing, you know, flag this year, and they make them wear these, and they look Mm -hmm. like, Yeah. The back in the day.
0: Right, right.
1: Players. It's so cute to see them. And, uh, but yeah, you start, you ain't putting your head in there to. to When there's no
0: protection. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I mean, you'll have some hits, but it just takes you in a different direction thinking about that. Yeah. God, prayers to his family. Uh, Bob is saying, even. Adam Schefter looks shaken up. I think anybody. Cherie said he got stood up, and then he just collapsed. Oh, my God. So, you know, back in the day, I just remember the Patriots player, safety, he ended up getting paralyzed. What was his name?
0: You talking about Stingley?
1: Stingley, yeah. 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 So he was coming through, and... Came in, and that was a collision.
0: Right.
1: I've been in some collisions where you can hear the echo of the audience's ooh. Sure. I, unfortunately, I'm on the wrong end of those collisions a lot. But, but I just remember being a football player coming over the middle, you know, you're 5'7, 175 pounds. You get the safety. Coming at you on a freaking skinny post, you. I catch the ball. <laughs> I always remember my dad saying, "You're gonna get hit either way. <laughs> Better off." Ca- and that always stood with me, you know. And uh, that's, you know, it's 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 a, it is a gladiator sport. And I always say this to you know the, the World Cup people and all that stuff the thing that's great about football we'll turn it into a positive is the fact that it is a collision sport it is amazing game but the brotherhood of the ultimate team sport is even my wife is texting me now this bill's injury mm-hmm. so it's, she ain't watching football like it's right so she's here right. heard about it right uh, it's very scary. He's on oxygen. He's taking him off. So yeah, she's gonna be happy about her son's
0: playbook. of course, of course, but
1: of course. my point is, it's we live in a country. I just watched the Avatar for three hours and was just mesmerized. Right, <laughs> just amazing. Like football is the pride. It used to be baseball, right? America's game is now sure. football, right? We're the ultimate entertainment. Love us, hate us, whatever. We're the envy of all the other countries. Movies, show business, Broadway, music, Mm -hmm. hip-hop music. is traveling into Korea now. They're rapping in Korean. They're rapping in French. Guess where it was born? Here. Rock and roll. Down the line, right? This is the, the center of whatever God chose of entertainment. Football is the most entertaining, right? Soccer is just a ball, and anybody can play it any kind. That's what makes it so affordable, right? right? You can play it. And appealing,
0: right, because people,
1: yeah, I mean, everybody can play the game. Exactly. So I always say that, like, when Claudio, yeah, Mbappe, put him, he'll be a number elite running back if you, no. (laughs) <laughs> he wouldn't take one hit and then Boy would be,
0: okay, I'll make two hundred million dollars. Well, and, and we we've seen the, 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 the how great actors are on the on the um on the whoa. Oh they canceled the game. Oh my gosh. Wow. Okay, that's beyond serious.
1: That's maybe. beyond serious. Holy Jesus. shit. They're temporarily Oh, okay. That's tough, Chris, because now you have to go into the locker room, try to recompose yourself, your teammate, and the scene. And as a player, I've been in this situation before. Oh, really? My boy, oh, my God. My boy, Dante Gilliam at Hofstra. We were playing against – who were we playing? Towson State, I believe, on special teams. Kickoff. He was in front, man, on kickoff. He Mm -hmm. rounded around, turned, and the Towson State guys running, and he hit him a shot right under the chin on his face mask. I mean, he went into the air on his back, and he was knocked out cold. The stadium went silent.
0: Jesus.
1: And now you're watching the ambulance. They're doing CPR. Oh, my God there is there is a very very mental fear now mm-hmm. even as I was standing there you're mm-hmm. like could that be me right you no know, it's natural. Absolutely. you have Absolutely. to get out of how do you turn around and play this game right. now? it's very difficult uh very difficult but anyway it's hard to get back to the game.
0: No, it is. And, and, and we can actually just close on talking about the last game, which is going to be yeah. the uh, – Georgia
1: versus Ohio game. State.
0: Well, Georgia, Georgia.
1: victorious. Yes.
0: There yes. was a,
1: a targeting call in that game too. hmm But that wasn't called. That was looked at. I thought it was definitely targeting as well. And they kind of did the same thing, and they went away from it. That was went against Ohio State. So I just don't like that. Um, but here we are set up for the national championship. Georgia, the Georgia Bulldogs versus TCU, the team that Chris Zorich had no shot no winning shot. the game. No shot. He's taken a Statement from the great David Kaplan. No shot. Uh, here we are. But before we get into that, I, I want to ask you about a guy. He was your agent, and there's a lot of smoke around Warren. Kevin. Yep. Kevin. The current. Warren. Um,
0: the current
1: uh, we were talking early in the show about getting a president mm-hmm. for the Chicago Bears. His name is being tall. He's the Big Ten commissioner now. Currently, yes. He also has some ties, because a lot of Bears fans don't know, he already has been in the NFL. So is he checking some of those box- He he, His first client, ladies and gentlemen, is right here, Chris <laughs> Zorich. He was your agent
0: to oh, yeah, begin, so, right? Right. So this was – I was coming out of Notre Dame, and he was at the law school at Notre Dame. And, you know, we just mm-hmm. started talking, and, and the way he approached – the whole idea of kind of being an agent was kind of education beyond um the sport and everything else. And so obviously I hooked up with him and he did my first contract, my second contract. Wow. Um and he bounced really from being an agent, kind of working with athletes, over to the other side. And I wanna say became like the VP at the Rams, I think, and wound up winning a Super Bowl with them and at the time, uh who's the head coach for the Rams who who like uh Martz? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike no, no, Hart. no. Wasn't Was it
1: the other dude before him, the former Eagles coach? The heck's his name? And he ended up he always cried. Yeah, 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 that
0: guy. That guy. Uh, Vermeil, Dick Vermeil. Dick Vermeil. Right? Okay, yeah. Dick Vermeil. So he actually had a quote that said that if Kevin Warren wasn't with this organization, we wouldn't have won the Super Bowl. So that's kind of how so respected he was.
1: Dick for meals. At least
0: on his team.
1: Sam Retigliano talks about shoe salesmen versus great coaches. Okay. Obviously, he always talks about Nick Saban, who Sam is involved with a lot. And Bill Belichick, Parcel, he has a lot of respect. Every coach he's talked about kind of has proven a lot to me and then mm-hmm. the shoe salesman i'll leave out of this but he has always said dick Vermeil is a great uh just a great coach teacher and knows how to be himself while still motivating so that's awesome what could be determined as emotion and he i can't even say this because people will break my balls on it so but he really had a lot of respect uh, for Dick Vermeil, And if Dick Vermeil is is praising Kevin like that.
0: Sure. Yep. And that's then crazy. after the Rams, <clears throat> I think he went to Detroit for a minute. Um was the VP under um uh who's a former football player? Oh Matt. Millen. Matt, yeah, Matt Millen. Millen, yep, yep. He was there for a minute. and State. Yes. And then from there, Mm -hmm. went to the Vikings, where he spent most of his career, but went from kind of a VP there up to the chief operating officer, I believe, and literally was instrumental in, like, building the whole new – the the U.S. make stadium that they have. Oh, wow. Like, like that was kind of his responsibility. I think that – So I'm sure, you know, but again, so now you're talking about somebody that has football knowledge. If you're going back to, you know, if if this does happen, um, I mean, that's somebody who they should obviously look at, but again, it's somebody that has that knowledge, but again, he's not kind of this up and coming, um, hey, I'm an administrator. I mean, they are going to have to pay that dollar for this dude.
1: Hey, uh, I just uh, used to (laughs) administer the, yeah, let's bring you in for an interview. Maybe, can I ask you how he was with you? Oh, it's phenomenal. I mean, it's okay. just, just a great family well, guy. A I mean, huge just, endorsement, then.
0: Well, I, God, yeah. I mean, he, he is, I mean, he, he was a mentor for me for such a long and even to this day. Um, I mean, I can call him, you know, when I want some advice or something like that, but the idea of what he's accomplished in such a short period of time. And now you realize when I mean, he went from being an agent to like being on the other side,
1: right? He's and so got oftentimes
0: right. people don't, pe- people don't do that.
1: Right. That's that's a great point. That's a, okay. that's a, a check, a giant check for me in his box to know both sides, because you have to have, you have to give and take mm-hmm. when you're at that position.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: And he seems, especially if you're giving him endorsement, that you're going to sit here and say, hey, um, this guy is the real deal and is a great guy. And then Dick Vermeule is going to endorse him and say those things, as well as have the experience of what they did in Minnesota, Mm -hmm. building a new stadium, right? Mm -hmm. And what we've dealt with here. He's already 60 times. More prepared than Ted Phillips is.
0: Again, you know, but but now it it becomes a question if this is a viable candidate. Well, I mean, he obviously interviewed, so I mean that that says something. But you know, did he like what he heard in the in the, the meeting? Right. Let
1: me ask you this: Would he ever come into a situation and not have the right of this GM, this coach? They're no good.
0: Well, I think that's the hard part, right? Because, I mean, you you think about the responsibilities that a, a regular president would have at an organization. And now, does that fall in line with what the Bears want their president to do? Right. Right? And so, I mean, if it was me, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Well, and, and, and I haven't talked to him about it. About this, I'm not going to pretend like I know like what he's what thinking. But if it was me, I mean, that's something that I would want, right? I mean, you, you want that full control. Look, exactly. I have over 30 years of experience, 25 years of experience in the NFL. I obviously know what the hell I'm doing, and I could run an organization. And so, if I don't have full control, then I could look elsewhere. I could stay at the Big Ten. I mean, that's that would be the idea uh, going into it. And if he had full control, then I'm sure you know
1: he's, he's going to listen. Uh, Warren Shane says, "Sheree, you could put it up." That makes seven million per year as the Big Ten commissioner. Bears, going to have to pony up a pay. Him. Chris is going to be. It <laughs> uh, was
0: that
1: but that's five so
0: dollars, Shane oh, I'm sorry, re- saying it's not right. Okay,
1: Shane, Shane really wasn't here for early discussions where you and I both agreed that the Bears have refused to pony up and find the veteran coach, the Sean Payton. Well, at least somebody with experience. So
0: not, not, they don't have to be a 30-year veteran, but I, do, do you want to be the experimental organization for the last 30? I'm, 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 I'm,
1: you know. can't look at what the Steelers got in Mike Tomlin. And say, okay, maybe we're going to roll the dice and get that, too.
0: Because you've been doing it for how long?
1: Right. That's
0: the thing, right?
1: You you continue to do that same thing. That's where the red flags are. But for me, this position of president, and I said it before, I had two candidates. One of them, people either love him or hate him. I feel as though he would be tremendous because... He understands what the where the all the cobwebs are at Hallis Hall. He understands what it takes to win. He understands he's a you know underrated businessman. People don't know that about Olin cruz and he owns a lot of properties. He owns his own business, but the football end of it of finding and identifying who's a fraud, who's stepping in here, knows what they're doing, or is going to be able to leave it. so that. Obviously, he's never going to get hired because of McCaskey and what, right. George, what George said about him. Right. A take all oh, with a grain of salt. The other guy was, you know, just a recognition of what I was told from my guy, Jim Larison, and, and other people is, you know, the guy they named the uh, number 46, not number 40, 45. Gary Fenz. Gary Fensick, who okay. was the other guy that I felt like knows where the cobwebs are, mm-hmm. knows the game, very well-educated, is just great in business. And he would be another guy that would put football first. Both sure. of those guys, right?
0: I, I David Warren now.
1: put football first. That, you are giving every Bears fan a little, without even talking to him, and I, I applaud you. I appreciate it because I didn't even think we were going to talk about this, but
0: well with everything I, that's going on. I throw on, another name in there and that would ahead. be Trace Armstrong.
1: He obviously it, the rumor came out that he was interviewed
0: okay.
1: about something. <laughs> and that was way back when they were talking about coaches, but it seemed to be because he's the agent to some of the coaches, including mm-hmm. I think Matt Nagy at the time. Yeah.
0: There's my cat. That's awesome. And I think he was I want to say it was Brian Kelly's agent and also um uh I think the guy who left, maybe LSU or somebody it was something crazy where kind of he had kind of both both guys, but I mean he has experience. He was the president of the union. Yes. I mean this guy, I mean he former knows, bear himself knows slip, no li- exactly.
1: I mean knows no li- football. You played with him. I did, I did. So you have connections to two. That's another guy. There you go. Three guys. And now you have uh, Warren. But your word on it. Obviously, I'm not going to lie to anybody. I did text Chris when I, the tweet came out just to pick his brain on the guy a little bit because I don't really know anything about him. But tonight kind of was the first time we really talked talk with all the family and the sickness and everything. So to get a little behind the scenes of who this man is and his experience gets me excited because I need to know, like I've seen some things I don't like about Ryan Poles, but he doesn't need to be fired in my opinion. He just, there's certain things politically. I don't like when politics are reported, um, but our, our put in front of like oh let's play the guys i drafted like the fifth round braxton jones let's do this and not that Mm -hmm. if you're just tuning in yes we have talked about uh, hamlin being injured we even talked about the game and how physical it is and everything of that nature prayers go out to him and his family they're reporting hamlin as a pulse but he's not breathing on his own which is Scary
0: situation,
1: Jesus. So that's where we are. We're also talking about the possibility of obviously George McCaskey and the board of directors at Chicago Bears, Ted Phillips finally moving from accountant. Oh, you're our family accountant, maybe you can run our football team for us. Moving on. It's like the weatherman that always gets the weather wrong. He still has his job. That's Ted Phillips. I said listen, he might be the nicest guy. He's just not the president of the Chicago Bears. I don't care if he's great at brunch after church.
0: Hey, man. Hey, man. But, but this this is this is what they do. I mean, so this should not be a surprise when you hear about this stuff. I mean, the the idea that And again, I'm almost like a broken record, but I mean, you go out and get people that are on the up. This is a
1: guy that's on the up. This is a guy that's done it before. You, you, and to Shane's point, Chris, seven million he's making from the Big Ten. Okay, we're the Chicago Bears. We're about to. We're already reported five billion, five point something by Forbes. You and I know that when they get their own stadium, they're going to be upwards of fourteen billion. They're going to be the
0: worth the most.
1: Sure. So,
0: if you which, can pay Julius, which I think Peppers- would make him so attractive because right. he has built an experience of building what you're trying to build. Exactly.
1: And I saw some of the the early drawings. Did you? They kind of, someone tweeted it out or something. I don't even know if it's true, but they're already, to me, doing it wrong. They're setting the stadium over there in a park, and you got a cross, and they have, like, a, a village of stores and whatever. No, let's put some tailgating in there. That bears. First, <laughs> Bears first. Well, Go yeah, over to New England. Look at how they've done it. The stadium is there. It's Patriot Fans Park, right? And then everything is off of that. So the experience yeah, they, is to the it's right. Crazy
0: here locally because locally they—I mean, the people in Arlington Heights have already said that the—they don't. I think they voted um, and, and said that none of the money that. Or none of the tax breaks that they would get would go toward the actual stadium versus other other parts around the around the stadium. So this is crazy. I mean, you know, in in, in 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 drawings can be kind of rearranging everything, but the idea yeah. would be, you know, are you going to get a football person? That and we I mean, really just named three people that you know have that or check that box. But the hope is. Which again, we haven't seen, would be that are you, are you going to go that route, or are you going to get, you know, some guy who is 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 up and coming, and you know he was the the, the ticket manager for you <laughs> the, know the Bulls or something. Fuckinganners. <laughs>
1: Hold on, this guy was a really good friend of Jed York. I don't even know who Jed York is, but I know it's a Chicago name,
0: right? Well, I just, you know, it's just, it's. It, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, let's just say that, right? Because of what we've seen, and I, I'm sure the, the, the board is going to have a much larger say um, than, than in the past. And, 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 you know, hopefully they can say, you know what, Let, let's let's make this a real hire and not try to find somebody who's we, we hope is gonna do good for us.
1: bro last point, this is what I pray you know first and foremost for the family of Hamlin uh, football I don't know how they'll go play what I don't know what quarter they're in or where they are in the game. I don't I don't know how they're gonna handle this and it'll be criticized and critiqued no matter what they do. Uh, But prayers to his family and all of them from TTNL send the positive energy there. Back to this conversation, my final point. Two points, actually. You could pay Khalil Mack, Jay Cutler, uh, anybody, uh, millions of dollars guaranteed, 52 million guaranteed to Khalil Mack, whatever it was. Um, the president of the Chicago Bears, if he's making seven, uh, you don't look 15 million. What do you care? Get it right. Get the guy that you believe is going to be the sole pr- prioriter of putting football And the Chicago Bears into the next century and understanding that importance of it, finding the right people and getting rid of, let's see if this guy Nagy can do it. Uh, Andy Reid tells me he's good. He must be. The good old boy network and get rid of all that. Get a guy that says, let me ask you a question. What do you think of Justin Fields? And then you go from there and you get the real answer and you go forward with it. Because right now, the Chicago Bears, whether you want to believe that they're going to turn this around or can't believe they're going to turn this around, this is a huge, huge moment.
0: Absolutely. I mean, it's going to make or break the opportunity.
1: Don't skimp on the president's. Don't. All I could say to you, George, is stay owner. You're just a fan. <laughs> stay that. Embrace that quote that'll never die on TTNL. <laughs> and when you're hiring a president, he can't he has to be the opposite of that. that he isn't a fan. He's an understander. He's a, a chief a professor of football and the people that are going to put you in the right places, find the right people. If it's a young head coaching candidate or old Wiley veteran, you don't hire the guy that's ready to go to Hawaii. <laughs> He's collecting a check. So don't skimp. I'm excited to see how this plays out, Chris. And then finally we'll be back next week. Yes, we will. We're gonna be live a little pregame. So, the, so Nat- the game
0: is at seven thirty Eastern National Championship game next Monday, the ninth. Yep. Yep. And we'll be on at six thirty Eastern, five thirty Central. Correct. And the last part, uh, give me a a prediction. Let's predict this game going out here tonight.
1: Obviously. Appreciate all you fans checking in. Walter, yes, absolutely. the cat.
0: Absolutely. And giving us updates, too. This is great.
1: Yeah, giving us updates. The smartest man, Cherie, HL, Bullets showed himself, El Nino, uh, Jamal Lewis telling us it's still in the first. I don't know if he means first quarter or first half. First quarter. I If I was the commissioner, I would cancel the game. Based on this severity of this situation.
0: Uh, Hold on, one so just from and I think I may have talked to you about this before, as a union rep, and this is the game that again we oh, we talked about this, with um we we're we were playing Green Bay. It was on Monday night. They were honoring Dick Buckus, and it was raining like sideways. Mm-hmm. And I forgot who the player rep was for Green Bay, but we were huddled in the in the office with.
1: I remember um, this.
0: This this is right before the game. And we it's were like flat out. Tally-a-boo. Yes, yes, it's Paul Tagliabo. We were like flat out this game needs to be cancelled. This is the safety of the players. And literally everybody like looked at us like, who the first of all, what who the hell are y'all? Why are you in this? I mean, kind of being being facetious. Yeah. What are you talking about? I mean, so it would take like literally and, and, and I don't want to um make light of what happened but i mean you have to move mountains in order to cancel an nfl game so just just to kind of give you that type of reference no, where, my wife
1: you, wanted to know what you thought
0: so well again i mean it, it like, was as, as a player right? she's like and they you, have to cancel the game right right and you know Chris and, and is and you, mentioned, you mentioned your experience on, yeah on how the players feel now i'm talking about like the opposing them about your buddy who you share a locker with you know who your who your roommate exactly. who you room with on the road like he he might you know something serious might be going on so yeah that's the hard part right but the reality the, the flip side of that is and this so what i think in a crisis management situation you should that you course, open up Chris, Chris, when something internet. like this happens
1: your internet clucked out right oh, when you were saying that part. Say it again.
0: Sorry. Um, so I, crisis... be, I'm kind of getting excited. But when you have a crisis like this, you should have an envelope. Well, you should have several envelopes. It should be kind of a disaster. It should be like rain, tornado, whatever. And there should be an envelope for a situation like this. Like, like, what have we done? We've done research. We, we've been in situations like this. We've talked to... Management great folks. This is what needs to happen step by step, right? So we know that Roger Goodell isn't at the game and he may be, I don't know, but everybody knows that there's a, there's an envelope that we need to open. There's a certain protocol we, we need to observe when something like this goes down or God forbid that there's a terrorist uh, a- uh, act going on at a stadium, right? Boom. Open up the, open up the file, break it down. This is exactly what happens. And then, and again, look, I'm not. A, I'm a former player. I'm, I'm not that smart. No, but
1: that's, that's a great.
0: When you're in situations like this, then if the company, and, and I mean, billion-dollar companies do this, so why shouldn't the NFL, right? Right. I mean, you you need to protect the brand. And then this goes way back, and you're you're, you're not old enough for this, but this goes way back to the um, Tylenol murders here in Chicago, where a bunch of folks died um, because somebody put. I believe it was cyanide, in um, the the packages of Tylenol. Well, oh that became a whole thing where now we see like super sealed tight stuff. All that right. stuff came from that situation. And so what Tylenol did, and you can look this up, Tylenol got in front of it and said, hey, you know what? We're, we're going to find out what's going on. In the meantime, we're going to pull all of our product off the shelf. And then when they came back on, they had the super con- connected combination thing that take you 20, 20 minutes to get off. But that right. kind of changed the whole industry. And I say that to say that we should be prepared in situations like this. So as an athletic director, I had files that had situations like this go down. If there was a shooting at the school, if, if, if someone unfortunately passed away, if the kid's parent was at the school, something, something happened. I mean, you have to think about these in, in order to get ahead of it. And then you won't have all this confusion and craziness when the situation happens.
1: You're getting an education tonight, despite (laughs) him trying to put himself down. I can speak very highly of Chris Zorich. Uh, If you're just tuning in, we've talked about all the bowl games. Next week we'll be live breaking down the bowls. You're going to want to listen to this show. I know it's a tough night talking about what is going down in Buffalo. Um, Or is it in Cincinnati? I don't know off the top of my head. I wasn't even planning on watching that game. But prayers up to the Hamlin family. Uh, Apparently his mother was in the stands. Uh, So it is in Cincinnati, Cherie said. So
0: Hmm.
1: prayers up to them and the players. You know, it's beyond a billion-dollar business. The NFL and football is going in the trillions now. And now, with the YouTube television carrying the Sunday ticket and so much more that's going to be going down, it's only going to get even bigger. So you hate to see this tarnished, or the sport tarnished in a certain way. To your point, which I think is so great, is got to have a, um proactive plan versus a reactive one, and that comes with how you handle a snowstorm mm-hmm. and how you handle
0: this situation. Right. So, right. and just last thing from my end, I mean, yeah. they care about this stuff, right? So, I was on a committee once where um, they talked about how in NFL stadiums. When a ref is trying to make a call, or he's taking time to make a call, the PA announcers, or the the the, the, the organist, or whatever, they weren't allowed the the DJ. at some places, they weren't allowed to play the theme of Jeopardy. Yeah, because people felt that it would look bad on the brand. So, know hey man, I'm sitting there going, hey man, we we care about this shit. Like, man, like, are you serious? Like, people, they're like, absolutely. So. I, this, they, they really care about the
1: brain. This is gonna be a testament uh to what it is they're going to do here with the bear uh with the NFL. We're gonna watch it. We're also gonna be back next week. Check out the show if you're just tuning in. Uh love you guys. Obviously. Wait, we on, went, give me
0: a prediction, bro.
1: Come on, man. Oh, my prediction. Yes. No, Georgia. Besides pain. Georgia 38. Bye. 38. TCU 21. Mm, interesting. 3821.
0: I'm gonna write that down.
1: Go ahead. Like remind that. me what it was before the show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was right. I'm terrible. A lot
1: of, a lot of injuries. A lot of head injuries. What about you? Where are you going?
0: Um, I know. I'm you're going to the SEC. I'm I'm obviously going to Georgia. Um And and, and I just, I want to say, they're going to open up a can of whip-ass. I'm saying maybe like 40
1: to 14?
0: 40 to 14. Let me write
1: mine down. Write write it down. So I said thirty-eight twenty-one. Yes. You're 40 to 14. So we're almost
0: in the same place there. Yes. Well, we, we saw today, we saw LSU just pound Purdue 62 to 7, so. Oh my God!
1: Poor Purdue. Yes. Anyway, we'll be back next week for the great, the legend, the man, the myth, the legend,
0: Chris Zorich. And draft doctor Phil, you know, somebody sent me a message, really, and said that yes, and said that you know I love your show. However, you need to talk to the, the the guy, the the other guy that's on the show. I was like, oh, Phil. He was like, the other guy. He needs to say who he is, cause like I don't like I, I wouldn't know. It's like the, the name is your show, but you need to pump <laughs> his name up. Well,
1: so. yes, draft Dr. Phil Atosian. There so you go.
0: We should have uh the next show for the Masters Championship game. You should have a uh,
1: talk a, to a as well. Let's get Ron G. Yes, right here we got the three-time All-American, CBS Defensive Player of the Year, the National. Champion College Football Hall of Famer Walter Camp, two time All American with Walter Camp, I believe, as well as All Madden. There we go. There we go. That's the one we have you to gotta add. Gotta add that yeah. one in there, there we Ronnie go. G. There we go. All Madden, Chris Zorich for the great Lady Bear 83. Follow her on Twitter. Hey. And myself, Draft Dr. Phil Itosha from the Tape Never Lies Network. Go over there. There we follow go. Follow the channel. Follow all of it. We'll be back next week. Can't wait to break it all down for you guys. We'll see you next week. God bless you. Prayers up. Absolutely. All the best. Thanks for watching the Super 16 Poll Show with Chris Zorich. Like, subscribe, and comment. This has been a special presentation of the Tate Never Lies Network. Performance over politics.